0: Hi it's Thursday evening tomorrow morning is already a Sarbatavis. so as I said I'd like to um talk a little bit more about the 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 story of the varying traditions of the story but the translation of the term the Greek because as I said and we all know we're going to read tomorrow in the Slichas, that uh Sarbatvis or the ace of the to be exact is connected with the Translation of the Bible in the Greek, which which obviously some people consider very negative, that they made a fast day out of it. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what it says in the in the Slichas. So, if that's such a terrible thing, you make uh, a fast day, a tiniest, out of it, it, must be like you would consider it really <clears throat> a disaster. I mean, like a really bad thing in Jewish history. And I get divorced, and so do you. Right? Well, on the other hand, as I mentioned before, there are other traditions out there that it was not a bad thing. You and I, you know, coming from what I would call, very broadly speaking, the yeshiva the tradition, you know, so we go by to Gomorrah, you know, it, it seems like a bad thing. But there have been those who think it wasn't so bad. It was good. I mentioned uh, a little bit the other time. And I'm not even talking about um, like the Apocrypha, the Pseudepigrapha, the Letter of Aristeas and all that. I mean, that's, That you would expect, that they would think is a good thing. But he the from, as we'll see in a second. Uh, I mentioned last time what Philo writes about it. Okay, so you might say he's modernish. And Josephus, interestingly, in his uh, Antiquities, you know, his history of the Jewish people, has about it, he basically, you know, lifts a lot, steals a lot from the letter of Aristeus, which, you know, which, which is okay. I mean, that's what you do, you know, when you go with old stories. That's what I'm doing at the moment. But on the other hand, he, um, he what do you call it? He, let uh, see. But he has Chedushim there that you find, don't find the other sources. Now, before I proceed, I almost forgot, this is this uh, podcast is being sponsored from Mishpachas Stefanski. Uh, and uh, it's a little bit of a, a, little of a quirk in the Hashkafa area to see those who look at the translation, the firm world, you know, as in, in a different light. And uh, I know Stefanski's, like myself, we're all preparing for chasinahs coming up, so we shall all be matsliach in all the wedding preparations. And now let's take a look. Josephus, for example, just very briefly, has an account of the story, and the king is very impressed with the uh, translation, and so forth and so on. And uh, and then he was astonished at the deep meaning and wisdom of the legislature. In other words, as it says in the Khamish, remember that in the Khumish? So according to Joseph, that's what happened with Ptolemy II when he when he heard the the laws and the and the Chumash. And the king began to discourse with Demetrius, <coughs> who's the guy who organized the translation. And he said, how come I never heard of this book before, this Torah? How came, how, how came to pass when this legislation was so wonderful, no one, either the poets or the historians, had made mention of it? <laughs> right? Uh, here you already have, like, you know, like a slug up to Bible criticism or something like that. You know? How come we don't hear any of the other uh, cultures in the Middle East talk about the things you find in the Torah? Like Ezekiel's was trying, for example. And here comes... Uh, You know, somebody 2,000 years ago discussing this. Demetrius gave the answer, no one was so bold as to touch upon description of laws because they were divine and venerable and because some did attempt to were afflicted by God. In other words, they existed, at least Josephus is saying, they exist in the old days, the idea that the Torah, in anything other than the Hebrew, which is not understandable for most, the Torah in any other way um, is like radioactive. The way you and I talk about Kabbalah. Remember they see that Rizal died young because he gave away too much. Uh, he revealed too much. They used to say such things about like Harry Kapla, you know, things of that nature. This notion that you, that certain things should not be publicized. You understand? <clears throat> not be publicized. They apparently I'm reading you something written two thousand years ago. So I don't know if he's right or wrong. You never know what see is. And he's reporting something that happened a couple hundred years before him. But he's saying that there was idea that the laws are so divine and venerable and some who had attempted were afflicted by God. And he told the king there was some guy, some dude named Theopompus, I'm serious, uh, who was desirous of writing somewhat about them, but was thereby disturbed in his mind for about 30 days' time. So a guy started writing about stuff in the Torah. I don't know if it's Theopompus, I mean, that's a Greek name, but sometimes the Jews have Greek names. I don't know. But some fellow started writing stuff on the Chomish before the Septuagint, again. But he immediately went nuts. And upon some intermission of his distemper, distemper is old English word, machla, an illness. uh, Upon some some intermission of his distemper, he appeased God by prayer, suspecting that his madness proceeded from that cause. So in other words, he realized that he had a crack up, or maybe we would say today a breakdown, a sudden breakdown, when he started writing stuff in the Chumash, for which he understood, you don't do this. Moreover, he told the king about Theodect- Theodectes, a tragic poet, concerning what was reported when a certain dramatic presentation. He was desirous to make mention of things contained in the sacred books. <clears throat> so this guy was going to take some material from the Chumash and use it in a poem or a play or something like that. He was afflicted with the darkness in the eyes, and that being conscious of the occasion of his distemper, Appeased and God by prayer, he was free from his affliction. No, he got like a certain blindness, and he immediately realized what he had done wrong. So you don't use stuff in the chumash like to make a Hollywood movie. I Hollywood has done that. What can I tell you? <laughs> what can I tell you? Um, but he shouldn't. And he goes, so that's what Josephus says over here. And the king was very pleased with it. That now you know he uh, he what do you call? It? He adored them, and he said, great care should be taken to leave them uncorrupted, and he desired that the interpreters would come to him often out of Judea. Now, as he told the rabbis, the Chachamim, who made the translation, according to this story, <coughs> that, visit me more often in the future. I'll treat you very well. That's a Hebrew there. Now, you might say, what do you want from Josephus? <clears throat> right? The guy's not from, assuming that that's true, or Philo also. at the most, he's extremely modernish, which is kind of true, mutatis mutandis. I mean, you're talking about a different time, different culture, but not in a from source. You won't find anything positive in a from source. But that's not true exactly, simply because we have not Josephus, but Yosefun, which is a from book, as I've discussed recently in the context of different accounts of Hanukkah. Yosefun is a classic of the from world. They actually thought it's the actual Josephus. Many Rishonim. shown him. You'll see fun all the time. Achronim, uh, morale, so, so they knew the sefer. You see, I called it a sefer. They knew the sefer, and it's a golden oldie among the Jewish people. And he has, and you'll see in a second what I mean. <coughs> sort of lifting from the apocryphal sources, and pseudepigraphal sources, <coughs> and face what he have from Chassidus. I don't know. His version. It's a from version of the story of the Targum Shibim. it's about a, it's a short chapter, right? In um, in the uh Yosifan, chapter seventeen, where he says, bo, siber, talmay yamelech Im chach The story of Cha Ptolemy with the Chahmihurab. And he says, Talmay Mishnah Melch <coughs> Ptolemy was an officer of Alexander the Great, which is true. Most and he took over Egypt when Alexander died. Now the Yosippon is confusing Ptolemy the first with Ptolemy the second. All right, he <coughs> wasn't really a historian. you know what I mean, yeah. so according to him, this story happens with Ptolemy the first, the guy who took over Alexandria uh, after Alexander. It's really his son, Ptolemy the second. But okay, big deal. <laughs> He was a big intellectual. He liked to read books wherever what or meizer dos, and it didn't matter which religion, or meizer amshel or which people. Matishol nashol kabbetzas sefer hadosos, and he had desire to gather sefer all the religious books of the different religions around the world. Ashayilum silkh b'chol machus whatever he could get his hands on. Livchem b'deis nashol kolim kachoshi He went to examine him, check him and check them, and and compare and contrast one religion against another and things like that. So Aristeus Aristeus is obviously from the uh the book of Aristeus. And Andrinus, I mean we have Philocrates, it doesn't matter. And they went on an expedition for the king. And they ran around the different countries in the Middle East, including Persia, Mada and Paras, and Shara and they gathered together the books of each n- nation, the sacred literature of each uh, religion, each culture. And the king asked them, Kam from how many altogether? And the answer was 995. Shalmiyot Kamisha. 995. Now this is contrived, you know, because it's five less than a thousand. You have the chamisha chum shator make a thousand get it, so by Yisra Chamelech Admao by Yischa the king was happy and, and laughed. Hava nosu chamisha and did el sharm. Let's round it to a thousand. Let's see if we can find five more books. Elvech askos miolam and we'll have elve deyos elve askomis miolam a thousand different versions of wisdom and religion. For young Aristeus Charecham Chamo. So this guy Aristeus said. Uh, it's a waste of time to do that. We worked very hard to go all over the world and to get most of the swarm. <laughs> In other words, we rounded up all the sifri Chochmah and all the sifri religion from you know 127 provinces, so to speak. And it's all baloney, sifri hev And we've looked at them. And it's garnish McGarnish. you know. You read this mythology book, you read that Misa book, his gar- hevel vrik. Now remember this is Yossi Fun writing. You want to see something impressive, write to Yushlam Koin Gottl. who and he will send you Chachamim, from Yushlaiim, who know Greek, yeah, that's very interesting already at the time of Ptolemy 1st or Ptolemy 2nd in the Greek All right, and they will be mevire for you the Tanakh the Turn of Vim because those Hebrew books form Kedoshim Mammoth. they're the real thing all the other religions have a reek. Baloni, Shmoni but the Jewish one is the real thing now, you can already see how this uh, account is being spinned, but okay, that's fun. And you'll look at the Chumash. You'll compare it with the other books. You'll see they're all Sifri Hevel and Tohu. And the Chumash is MS. And he sent presents and letters to the Kohen sent presents and letters to the and King Ptolemy requested this thing. And the coin gold dispatched 70 Zikanim Kohanim Chachamim. And the leader was somebody in Elazar coin, who later on, according to this book, Yosefan, will be identical with the Maccabean martyr who died because he wanted to trafe. Don't ask questions about the facticity of this the times don't work out hundreds of years apart. this is how the account of how our ancestors uh put this together and believed it who elazar hakham asher ben barz nozbesi amavsaidi philips and russia manteora sama khaser ben erakishim that's what i just said he's the one who later became a martyr in the time of the macabees fa ibn bavo was the according to the the kingdom the qoin when this elazar qoin came with the Shem kanim Amleth Smith Ryan by came a cover ago so Ptolemy received them with great covid gave them seven him and he gave each guy a house or an apartment of his own for Yabdesmirio he separated them for he came lo'akhs swami right and he gave each one so i think it's so from, that's what i think it is he gave them the greek scribes yodim loshni bonim miktaba who able to help them do the translation of the Greek. The king commanded him, saying, He told the Greek scribes, Let these rabbis dictate to you, and you write whatever they say. And write them verbatim. Don't depart from their right and left. <coughs> because you're going to render into Greek. Right? So it's not clear over here. Was it the rabbis translating the Greek? Or are they uh, kind of new Greek or something like that, and said it over, and then the Greek scribes, you know, transcribed it. Um, each one 70 times. So Sefer Torah, the Kohanim were Mavir, the Sefer Torah. This is originally written in Hebrew, so I'm reading what it's originally written. The Shar sig mentioned by and the Tanach the via, and they translated from Hebrew to Greek I'm not sure who it is, but some kind of collaborative effort what describes i mean by village of, and they brought the final product to the king led by Elizar by Ko, and the king commanded that these Texts should be read in Greek now. at least, book by book. And we know the miracle was that all seventy versions were mamash identical. Momish identical. Even though you could translate it differently into Greek, but they didn't. Now, in my edition of of Yosifon, which is a very fromy one, um, but it has the of kudos. So he has references over here and he says something interesting which I'm not familiar with. I mean, I know what he writes here, but I've never seen a source accounted to it. There is something called Sefer Hayashar, which is an old book which purports to be ancient indeed. It's not really, but ancient indeed. And these are all kind of mises. You and I will have heard of it from the story of the rape of of, 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 uh, of Dina by Shechem and that the Ramban <clears throat> mentions, he says, if the Sefer Yasha is reliable. There's a whole description description of the battle between the Bnei Yaakov on the one hand and the Canaanim on the other. So, as I say, I have my own edition to Sefer Yasha, uh, which I picked up in Israel again, because that's kudos. And uh, he says over here in the in text I'm reading, in other words, the firm publisher says, he says something there which is not in the Sefer Yasha that I have and it's certainly not in the book of Maccabees which is claimed that he's getting it from. It's like a frummy gloss on the story and the way the story goes according to this version is he called Nechacham the they no way wanted to translate for this guy. It's mamish like Asar B'tavis you know, they were not in favor of translating anything, and what they did was, they took the Sefer Yosher, which according to this version, would be really ancient, it's like a paraphrase of stories of Maislach from the Torah, with some you know, twists and turns to it, and they tried to pass that off to Ptolemy, as the Torah, so that what they would translate would not be the Chumash itself, not the Tanakh itself, but some knockoff version, which really was Sefer Yosher, However, he'll shoot him a priest and what's about Torah. Somebody told on them then and said it's not the real thing, and the king then compelled them to translate the actual Torah. So these are, you know, legends and traditions and things like this, which obviously reflect the fact, at least in my mind, that on the one hand we know it was a bad thing because we have a Thinus. On the other hand, it sounds like it was a good thing, the way it's being described over here. So I'll go back to the story, the king was happy, and he said to and the other guys, ye heal guys, God shall bless you cause I set you on the right path. Right? So imagine this, King Ptolemy, in this case, Ptolemy I. It was a real hilarious, but anyway, he says to the two officers who presided over the translation, now I see that this Torah contains the truth, and all the other religions are tohu hevelrik, they're all baloney." Now I seem the light. ben mo'el, all the other uh, religious stuff is uh, uh, pointless, useless. And all the prophets of the other religions are false. And according to this, the king then took out the of his and he gave the presents to Eleazar, and he gave costly presents to the 70 other rabbis. Plus, he gave him cash, baby 100 drachmas, which is obviously serious money ah, have a Oh, this is an interesting twist, which wasn't. Now, it's a mishmash from older sources, but listen, but like I said before, this is the from spin on it. The king was so happy with the product that to show his favor for the Jews, he not only gave them Kassav which you know, all right, big deal. You know, cast of his own. But he also emancipated the 150,000 Jewish slaves, POWs who had become slaves, as I told you the other day, when Ptolemy uh, got involved in his wars, what they call the Diadoche, the, uh, the, the wars after Alexander the Great. And in the course of them, invaded Judea and carried off 150,000 Jews that he enslaved. Right? I told you, In the other stories, like in the uh, letter of Asteus and therefore in Josephus, the king eventually emancipated them, Ptolemy II, because like I said, it's a waste of a good Jew, which just shows you that he was an intelligent economist, not that he was liberal or anything like that. Here, the king was so pleased with the translation that as a pro-Jewish gesture, he freed the slaves. Now, if it's true, and it's not, it's not, but let's just say I'm trying to show you the mentality. If it's true, all right. I hear why they the term into Greek. Right? That's what I hear. Uh, d- d- you and I now are thinking about the the, the uh, hostages of Hamas and what they uh, the suffering they're undergoing, which is terrible, of course. Uh, and I tell you, I, I can do something and would get get them all out. Oh, yeah. And here, hundred fifty thousand may have a chemishemelif. He says, so that's like a big result of this translation. The Gamla Coin Godol Shalv Minch Mekez Nuskulos Malchus, and he sent a presents also to the Coin Godol back near Ushlim. For Yisach Minch El Okenol Leberik Abayis, and he made donations to the base of Mikdash for a, a presents Leberik Abayis Shulcha Mizov Tohor in Klizov Tohor the Kliz Malchus. Mishkal right? golden table, golden bowls, a mishkal b'zov kulem elof kikum zov tahr, a fortune, thousand talents of silver, vayachis b'shulchan azov b'sheshulch, tavnis kol yisrachim zrayim, tavnis hashich or tavnis yer and on this golden table that he gave to the base of Migdash, was incarved in the solid gold artistically a map of Egypt with the Nile River and the Delta, and yismachim zrayim, and how you can see how it. What is Egypt? I'm sure <laughs> the Jews. That's exactly what they wanted—the base of Egypt. A map of Egypt. Thank you very much. <laughs> and fancy golden. You know uh, what do you call it? Framework. And he also made a map of Israel of yehudi shalaim. All right, that's something. V'lo nira So this was fancy, fancy for the base of Egypt he when this Ptolemy eventually died, he was succeeded by another Ptolemy, and that guy went down and was conquered by Antiochus. That's the story over here now, the way I just read you this account, which I'll say again is in a from book as you see fun. sounds like the king was a nice guy. And really generous. Let's put it this way: it was a Kiddish Hashem. Why do I say Kiddish Hashem? The powerful king told me, "Now they seize the Torah." Says that the Torah is Mosheh mishmeros That's basically what I read you. And called You know, hevel I mean, my goodness, how can you say that's a terrible thing? You get it? How can you say it's a terrible thing? Plus, he also treated the Jews, with tremendous covet, said so that's the Kiddush Hashem. And he gave them, make this fancy stuff, it's the Kiddush Hashem. And he freed 150,000 slaves. That's more than the Kiddush Hashem. That's like amazing. You see how they padded? So according to Yosef Fun, the whole thing was positive, but not the version that you and I have, which is we're fasting tomorrow, and we're going to mention it in the Slichos, Melch, uh, a Yoman in Sani Lichot Ames and when he put him in 70 rooms, it was like, a he was like dissing the Jews. He was trying to say, I want to see you produce seven different Torahs, and I'll show you religion is, you know, not well grounded. It's a bunch of legends, stuff like that. He didn't expect that they would all produce identical versions. So, that's a different story. Then Ptolemy was a bad guy. You understand? So, you know, it depends how you want to flip it. You can say, the story of the Targum Shiva. Is actually, a positive story as I just read you, or you can say the other way around. Uh, we, subsequent history, uh, let's put it this way that would be a nice paper I would assign to a graduate student. You know, what has been the effect of the translation of the Bible into Greek, uh, you know, thousands of years ago? <clears throat> Let me say this right now is a war between Israel and the Hamas, those people who are supporting Israel are doing so because of the Bible. You get it? You're, you know, your uh, Pastor Hagee types and all this other stuff, and those Europeans and even Africans and others around the world that they know the Bible in translation, they're favoring Israel. The ones that don't know the Bible just know the Quran, they're favoring the Hamas. Anyway, life is strange. Once again, I want to thank Mishpacha Stefanski uh, for the this podcast, and I think that wraps us up for this week, so have a good Shabbos. I'm making an offer in my show, actually, uh, for my son's uh, forthcoming wedding this Shabbos. If any of you in the neighborhood, please stop in. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.